0: This is a Hypothetically Great Podcast. This is Tech News for MBAs. I'm Paul Canetti. It is Friday, September 30th, 2022. Greetings. Unbeknownst to you, this is a big week for me because I am sitting at a desk in a chair last week's episode was recorded sitting on the floor uh so improvements improvements all around this week we are talking about artificial intelligence and how freaking crazy it is and how fast things are moving in the space uh there is so much Going on and has been going on. Coming back from the summer, the main thing that I kept thinking was wow, this was the summer of image generation AI. Some of you maybe were at the beach or doing something more summery, but to me, this was the summer of image generation AI. And Yesterday, there was an announcement by a little company called Meta that their AI research department have, uh, I was going to say discovered, but that's not right, created um, and now announced a tool called Make a Video, a state of the art AI system that generates videos from text. That's what it says on their website. Uh, which is makeavideo.studio. I'll have uh, that link and a bunch of other links that are related to the stuff in the uh, show notes today. And so that's the headline. I gave it away prematurely, um, but we're going to be talking about it in the context of all of these other insane AI tools that have hit the market, or if not the market, certainly the developer community. I'm just going to basically repeat that news again as the headline <laughs> And uh, and we'll get right into it. All right. Meta AI announced a new tool called Make a Video, an AI system that generates videos from text. Okay, so a little background here. There's a thing called AI, stands for artificial intelligence. Most of the AI that we, think about it and talk about it today uses something called machine learning, which is a methodology for software to learn, you can't see my air quotes, um, but to learn things on its own. And so what that means is that rather than teaching a system A is A and B is B one by one, um, and you know, if this happens. Do this, and if this happens, do that. And um, these systems instead teach themselves based on a large set of training data. The idea is that you're showing it lots and lots and lots and lots of examples, and it is inferring what the sort of rules are uh, from those examples, and then it can apply that learning to new data that it hasn't seen before. So, there is a sort of class of new AI systems that have emerged in the past few months um, that are applying that basic methodology to generating, to creating new pieces of art. And so this comes sort of uh, along a lineage of systems that uh, allow for the creation of Higher and higher fidelity communication is the way I think of it. So there's a company called OpenAI that came out with a tool called GPT-3, which is the third generation, um, which got a lot of buzz. Uh, You might remember this a while back. And this basically allows you to generate text, right? So using a text prompt, like this is what I want you to uh, write about. The system can then write on its own a large amount of text. I mean, sentences could be paragraphs, could be dialogue, could be uh, whatever that reads like as if a person had said it, but instead the system said it. And I want to start with text to text because it's actually maybe the easiest to sort of wrap our heads around. Have you ever been having a conversation? might even be happening right now as you're listening to my voice. I will slow it down to illustrate this. And you can likely anticipate the next thing that I'm going to say. Probably you knew that I was going to say. Say. And is it possible I could have said something else? Sure. But uh in general, we do this all the time, right? We are anticipating what other people are going to say before they say it. And even as we speak, it's not that I know exactly the next word that's actually going to come out of my mouth before it does. Um, But my brain is sort of, you know, uh, laying the tracks right ahead of the train here as I'm speaking and sort of putting the next word down, 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 down. And the truth is that My brain's not that different than your brain and your brain listening to me can just anticipate the same track being laid. And what these AI systems are doing is that same sort of predictive analysis of what's going to come next. And the reason it can do that is because it's basically read every single thing that's ever been written, right? It's scoured the entire internet, all of human history, Uh, Or something, you know, uh, maybe not all of it, but enough of it to really be able to guess what is reasonable to say uh, about a given topic in a given style. You could even emulate a particular author. Uh, It's pretty wild. So then you get into images. And again, OpenAI uh, sort of broke ground here with their system called DALI, uh, which is a play off Salvador Dali, but also off Wally, e the uh, Pixar movie. So it's DALL-E, dall uh, D-A-L-L-E, dash E. And it's applying the exact same sort of um, logic, but to image generation. Now, again, the computer, the software only knows about pixels. Those pixels could be any color. And it's just kind of filling in those colors, those pixels, one by one by one, based on all the other stuff it's seen. So it's taking the text, a prompt, um, you know, a squirrel riding a jet ski, wearing goggles in the style of a Monet painting. And it's using the text to associate with all of the images it's ever seen of any of those things. um, And then... Actually, generating a brand new image that no one has ever seen before. Uh, if you haven't tried it yourself, I recommend you do. Um, OpenAI has now opened up Dolly to everyone. You don't there there was a long wait list, but now um, anybody can just sign up and, and do it. And then there's all these competing products that came out like in very rapid succession from there. And they all just went berserk this summer. Everyone was going crazy, posting images. I mean, there's some really funny stuff that you can see. Also some really disturbing imagery. Um, and surprisingly, some really moving and emotional artwork that, um, you know, people said that art uh, was one of those creative sort of fields that AI was very unlikely to be able to uh take over you know we think of ai like taking over all the jobs you think of like very mundane rote uh repetitive tasks that that a software system could do but something like making a painting well that's always going to be a human thing or writing a poem um and yet we have these systems that can generate stuff that is really moving really moving and it kind of makes sense even if you don't understand how the tech works underneath um because it's being trained on artwork that was created by humans, right? So, like we are the teachers, and these systems have seen more art than any human being could ever hope to see in their entire lifetime. They've seen it all, and so um, when an AI system is putting together uh, an image, it's doing it with all of humanity's, uh, you know, energy behind it. And so, of course, there's emotion in their art because there's emotion in our art. So from there, there was a lot of speculation. Oh, wow. Well, eventually you'll be able to do this for video. Eventually you'll be able to do this for 3D graphics and so on and so forth. And the conventional wisdom was sort of like, yeah, but that's going to take, you know, years or whatever. And yet here we are in September, 2022, and now there is make a video. AI researchers at Meta, formerly Facebook, um, just announced that they've been working on this, and it's pretty cool. I mean, when you see the video examples, they mostly look kind of like animated gifs, like they're you know relatively small videos, um, but they are videos. And again, remember, video is just a moving series of images, right? Almost like a flipbook. Like, I'm on the site right now, and some of the examples they have, uh, here's one. A golden retriever eating ice cream on a beautiful tropical beach at sunset, high resolution. And what you see is a golden retriever uh, with its paw up, except its paw looks like a human hand, holding an ice cream cone with vanilla ice cream, and then its tongue... Is licking the ice cream, and behind it is this beautiful ocean and beach where the water is moving. Um, it looks janky. I mean, it looks weird, but it's it works. Uh, here's another one: a confused grizzly bear in calculus class. Um, another one here is a panda playing on a swing set. That one actually looks pretty real. Um, A ballerina performs a beautiful and difficult dance on the roof of a very tall skyscraper. The city is lit up and glowing behind her. Um, Really beautiful imagery uh, here. I encourage you to go check it out on the site against makeavideo.studio. And it's just crazy to think that no human helped to make these things. I mean, these are really sophisticated pieces uh, of art that... um, you know you would need like really crazy video editing software and animation software to cook this stuff up, and yet um nobody did and then, as if that weren't enough also today, just before I went to record this, I saw something called Dream Fusion, which is text to three d objects, and this was put together by some researchers from Google, and someone looks like from UC Berkeley. Uh, where basically they're using some of these 2D text-to-image models, but then adding on an additional set of uh, computing that converts those 2D renderings into 3D renderings, um, which is totally insane. And a 3D object, you have to understand, not only looks 3D, but can be viewed from any Angle, you can use virtual lighting to light it from any angle. So the fact that you could type in some text, like here are some examples I'm seeing on this Dream Fusion site. An orangutan uh, using chopsticks to eat ramen. Um, a baby dragon hatching out of a stone egg. A gummy bear playing the saxophone. It's honestly blowing my mind even just talking about it right now because it's so freaking crazy i'm looking at a bunny on top of a stack of pancakes right now i mean think about how they might make pixar movies in the future like think about the money and the time that could be saved uh but also think about the fact that you or i could make a pixar movie using these tools without needing to know anything about 3d like design or uh anything and so like if you're Disney and you sort of have a lock on making these big budget, you know, uh, 3D animated movies. Now it's like, wait, anybody can do this? If you are a big, you know, design agency that is is creating uh, all these photoshopped images. Now, like these AI systems can just do that. and Any random person on the street can use it. Like this is going to upheave so many different types of businesses. And these tools are going to get so, 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 so much better in the coming months and years. Like five years from now, uh, you will be able to make perfect high fidelity images from scratch and 3D objects from scratch. I don't mean that look like a Pixar movie. I mean that look photorealistic, like a 3D model that is indistinguishable from a human face. And now imagine generating a movie um, where all you need is text, right? You say this politician walking out of a hotel with this actress uh, and X, Y, Z, you know, they say this, they say that. There's also tools for audio that can emulate um, people's voices. And um, all of a sudden you've just got fake news and fake media in a way that is like almost unimaginable. Um, And of course, that's not all a bad thing, right? So yeah, there's going to be tons of, you know, falsified videos of celebrities and politicians. That's going to be hard uh, to sift through. But also by fake, I simply mean, you know, made up, like artificial. Um, And there's going to be amazing pieces of art created here. Uh, It's going to be so cool. And that is going to be totally democratized. Like anyone in the world can just cook up this crazy stuff. And I'm just thinking of this now, but like, you know, I'm super into metaverse, virtual worlds, augmented reality, virtual reality, um, decentralized systems, Web3, it's all intertwined. Because when you think about needing to generate uh, virtual worlds, right? Like scenery and people and just everything that would be required, right? For a set of artists, actually build out like everything that you could see in the world. Um, That's first of all, just an impossible task. Uh, But even getting close to it would require like a lot of money and a big team. Whereas here with AI generated art, you could just drop in. You could say like, I want to go into a virtual world that is a music festival at a beach full of, you know, my favorite cartoons from childhood and a sunset and of this. And, and all of a sudden you're dropped in to an entirely immersive world with scenery, characters, whatever. You can manipulate it on the fly and everybody could be in a different world all the time. And you actually don't need any artists to make that stuff. It's it's being created for you uh, as you go. It, it's not that it was there for you to discover it's actually only existing as you glance at it. Um, And that, again, allows for a much broader group of people to be able to create a system like that because you don't need an expensive team of artists to do it. And it basically allows for an infinite set of possibilities from a user experience perspective uh, that is totally personalized and unique in each case. It turns out that creativity is not something that is unique to humans. Robots can do this stuff too. We are not special. We are not unique. Your art school degree was not worth it. And um, we're all completely effed. So that was this week's episode. Try to find a job that AI is not going to take over. I dare you. I'm Paul Canetti. I'll see you next week for more tech news for NBA. This is a really good podcast. <laughs> oh my <God>. <laughs> <laughs>